Hey guys, welcome to Spirit Pig. I'm Duncan CJ, and I've got a great friend today. Uh, we've got uh, Stuart Ralph in uh, in the house, in the building. I don't yeah. know what you say. Um, he is... <laughs> <laughs> cool introduction. He's got off to a great start. Um, and in his own words, he wrote on his on his bio page, you start off with human. I I'm not really sure why that was the first thing in your, on your bio, but he's a human. He's a best-selling author of uh, the book Challenge Yourself, I Dare You, A Better You in 30 Days public speaker, founder of Morally Marketed, which is, uh, they believe in marketing as a social tool for good in the world, a coach, and as of two or three days ago when we were hanging out, um, he was umming and ahhing about whether he can, uh, whether he can get away with using the word philosopher. What's, what's, what's the conclusion? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting with it for now. <laughs> You're sitting Until with enough it. enough people tell me it's wrong. <laughs> I think, I think go for it. Philosopher, I, I like the sound of it, like, you know. I might I might start being a philosopher as well. <laughs> it means lover of wisdom, so anyone who loves wisdom is effectively a philosopher. Perfect. Lover of wisdom. <laughs> so cheesy, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. Stuart, welcome. Thanks for being here. Cheers. Um Yeah. Pleasure. Do you wanna do you wanna do you wanna just basically I, I gave them just a little uh little overview, but yeah. um do you wanna just give us a little uh say hi? Yeah, no, hey guys, it's a pleasure to be here. Um so you said about started off with human. You mentioned that I put I was a human. Um, <laughs> the reason I do that is it's partly you know a bit tongue in cheek, trying to be funny, but also there is like a serious note to it because you know, people always say, you know, I'm a lawyer or I'm a marketer or I'm a dentist or mm -hmm. I'm a mother and all these things. They're all great, but that's not what you are. You're a human being, and I feel so much in life we forget that's what we are. And I feel that a lot of the conflicts come from people saying, oh, I'm a Muslim, I'm a Christian, I'm whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, so I kind of, I, that, I, everything I do, I always push, I'm a human. And when someone, I'm talking to someone, they're talking about, oh, no, this is what I do, I can't do that because I'm this, I'm like, no, you're human. And if they're hating on someone, I'll bring them back, you know, if they bleed like you bleed, you're still human. Um, and I try and put that, because I think it's something we all need to adopt again. I like it, I like it. See, there's, there's the philosopher coming out in you, like, don't doubt it. <laughs> um well now we're gonna we're gonna be talking about a few things but one one thing in particular we're gonna we're gonna go into some detail about um one thing which you've been doing for the last 10 years is these things called 30-day challenges and we're gonna we're gonna really go into that in a sec but i'd actually like to take it back a bit because um i read your book which i you know is a fantastic book um i uh, I, it, I think it took me a year and a half to read the fourth harry potter but i managed to read your book in one <laughs> sitting so i don't know either i'm getting a, a quicker reader or it's a much better book or i don't know um but it was no it was, it was an awesome book i loved it and um one thing um just to set the scene like you, you you got you know a master's you got a great degree later on but it didn't start like that you've you like acad academia like wasn't wasn't maybe your forte at school like in the traditional sense like and you mentioned you went into detail about um the difference between iq and then eq like your emotional uh intelligence but um i think just for anyone that you know maybe listening to this who maybe like um have been told at school that i don't know that they're not traditionally you know academic like I, I think what did you get like yeah. a d and two e's or, or was that was that it uh yeah well a level <clears throat> i got pretty terribly and then at gcse i got god i couldn't tell you but i got three c's and the rest were e's f's and fails mm. um so it definitely wasn't it didn't come easy to me but i guess to give a bit of background you know as you kind of said to anyone who's been told you know they're not necessarily good enough in the traditional sense of academia um when i was in primary school i was uh, in special needs or what they classify as special needs which was usually you get held back a year so over two years i was held back and then so i skipped the fifth year i went from the fourth to the sixth year and the sixth year i guess to any americans listening is the year before you go to high school or maybe middle school for them and um so that obviously was ingrained in me from an early age that i was not intelligent um, which I don't think was the case. I just think much of my early life, I was very much a slow learner. Mm. So then I got to high school, and I think that narrative played in my subconscious, and it kind of drove everything I did. And then I somehow got into sixth form, God knows how, and then, uh, yeah, pretty much bombed it. And uh, <laughs> But I guess the, the next bit to kind of say is, so when I 
my letter, um, the, what was it, the letter of uh, grading, I can't remember the exact time, yeah, but, yeah. and I saw the two E's and a D, and then I just, I remember like my, my heart singing to my chest, knowing I had to call my parents and tell them, you know, that I fucked up effectively. <laughs> uh, I think they knew it was coming deep down, but they, you know, they somehow, all parents are optimistic, right? Overly optimistic. And uh, I called my mom up and she's real tough love and she was just like, so you got to get a job now. She was real like, that was kind of it. And I always respected my mom for that. And then I called my dad up and he's never been massively engaged in my studies um, until I started doing well, that is. And, uh, and he just, I told him what I got and he just went silent. And then he just said, I'm ashamed. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, he's never expressed that type of emotion towards him before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a perfect story to tell women. But, yeah, I always get the R's. It's a, it's a perfect dinner table chat. But um, so from that point, I was then like, shit, you know, I have to turn my life around. So the first thing I did, I think it was that night, I went on Play.com, and, um, which is similar to Amazon for those that don't know, typed in uh, Life Coach. Uh, again, uh, I don't know why I did it, but it came up, bought Fiona Harold's uh, Beer and Life Coach. And uh, in that book, the main thing, it's quite a simple book, it's a village level book. And the one thing that did for me was told me that I just needed to change my beliefs and I could do anything I wanted. Mm. And I think that's the first time I'd kind of been told that in my life. And that for me, you know, I believed it. I believed what she was telling me. And I kind of ran with it. And from that point, I haven't really looked back. And when I went to university, like that still wasn't easy. I had to write a letter to get in because my grades weren't good enough. So I literally wrote this plead. Um, and I think the only reason they let me in is because they needed the money and the attendance. Uh, <laughs> but I like to think I rewarded their faith in me or um, their greed and their money because uh, I got a 2-1 in the end. Uh, it wasn't until the second year that I started hitting the books. And the only difference between when I was failing at school and... Um, when I started to do well at university was I was interested in what I was studying. Mm. Um, and I feel school fails a lot of people. And that's not – the teachers do a good job. It's the system, I believe. And um, Because going back to IQ, you know, there's a lot of people out there who might not have great IQ or, or that good words or academia. And the school kind of fails those people because – Schools don't measure empathy, they don't uh, measure kindness and all these things that the world dramatically needs. And the other thing is you can make a lot of money out of being empathetic or being kind. There's, there's, you know what I mean? You don't necessarily need to be good with numbers. You do on Wall Street and the city of London, but you know, if you want to build, and I like you're doing now, a spirit pick, you don't necessarily need, you, I'm sure you're very intelligent, Duncan, I know you are, but you, you just need to have passion and interest in something. And uh, so I guess anyone who's struggling at school is, A, it's not the end of the road, because I then went on to do a master's degree. Um, and there's a longer story, I kind of go to the end and come back. So when I did my master's degree, I finished with the best grade in my class uh, from my dissertation. So this is like, I'd never got an A at any point in my life. And the final piece of work I hand in, which is also the biggest piece of work I've ever done, is an A in one of the top marks out of 50 people from around the world that were doing this master's course. So it's kind of like, and the, the only thing, I wanted it. And, you know, I killed myself working for it. So it doesn't matter. And I still don't believe it. I was nowhere near as intelligent a lot of people in that course. But I was putting more of the effort in. And I think that's what matters. You were you, um, you, so, yeah. passionate and you loved it. Well, exactly, yeah. At the time, like, I really loved marketing. And it was the more the psychology part of it that really kind of fascinated me. Mm. But I had a real chip on my shoulder that I've, I've got over it now. But, like, back then it was like I still need to prove people wrong because people were telling me, not, not my direct family, but other people were telling me, you know, you're not intelligent enough to do a master's degree and all this. And I'm like, come on. So, like, I was just like, I'm going to prove you wrong. I was getting up at, like, 6 a.m. reading my book getting on the train, <laughs> reading, then I'd go to lecture, I'd record it, and then I'd go to library read, and I basically, and I'd come home, read, read on the train, go straight to bed, get up early. I did this, like, I didn't have a social life, I cut out everything else, um, because I was like, I'm going to prove these wrong, and I'm glad I did, because it led on to a good career, and to where I am now, um, yeah. Awesome, no, I love it, and, um, no, it just shows, you know, it's, um, I think, yeah, it's in also having that, having, whether it's in the form of people you, I mean, it's just negative, you know, positive people, negative people, but whether it's in the form of people you know immediately or in the form of like a book or, you know, Fiona, so is, uh, yeah, Fiona yeah. Harold, um, you know, yeah. just having yeah. that first, 
you know that that belief where just you know even if it, you don't know the person directly you've got almost that relationship being like you know somebody almost yeah. coaching you through um the process now yeah, check, no. i'll check that book out is it is, 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 it, is, it, is it worth reading um you it might be you might have gone past it now in terms of like what you've read um because it's very it's not so it's not it's not that it's a simple book it's that it's almost like an entry-level book mm. for personal development yeah and i know you i know you've read a lot um i mean it's quite a short book so it, it can't hurt and i'm always i mean i bought that book for so many people um just just because it had a profound effect to me and everyone else that's read it has been like yeah it hasn't done anything <laughs> Uh, actually Lawrence, this book will change yeah. your life it's like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm talking about it like it's the bible uh, but you know it, but yeah, it, Lawrence, it, it was you know if that was yeah you know, that that was the seed that i don't, I, I don't know if even know if that's an analogy i might have just made one up but i mean that was something that got the whole ball in in motion you know yeah, and exactly. so it was for you and you know, it was a hugely profound you know moment yeah Awesome. Uh, exactly. And that's what I'm, as I say, I'm such an advocate of reading now because, you know, that one idea in that one book changed my life. And I dread to think where I would be if it wasn't for that. I wouldn't be in a bad place, but I wouldn't have explored the kind of wonders of the world, so to speak. I wouldn't have explored my mind and truly understood life as I, I'm starting to now. Yeah. Um, so I'm always buying books for people. I've, I've set a goal this year to buy one book a month for someone who I feel needs it. So I'll kind of pick a book that I've read, buy it for them. Um, yeah, I, I'm always encouraging people, but the reading rates are so low in terms of people just don't want to read. <laughs> but you do have audio, Audible now. Mm, that's yeah. what... You know, that's what um, was I do. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm better. I'm better now, but I was. I'm dyslexic, and so reading was always such yeah. a, a challenge and a stress for me. Like, as in, it was. It wasn't like a, a fun, in, enjoyable activity. It was really just. I, I associated yeah. reading with like really hard work. And now I've just it's not not too bad. But um, so audiobooks were almost. You know, they they sort of opened open the floodgates i think i think up until about five years ago i had read like harry potter and stick of the dump or something um but now just I you know, the same as me. <laughs> but now yeah i mean i'm obsessed with learning like reading just you know like 30 40 50 books a year just and it's it's just the ideas and the inspiration and it is i just i, I yeah i absolutely love it Oh yeah, it's awesome, man. If anyone wants to change their life, all they've got to do is read. It's that simple. Mm. Who yeah. some, somebody said the other day? Um, can't remember who it was, but it was the two. Yeah, two of the just the keys. Just to, you know, it was just the books you read and the people you hang out with are just yeah. the catalysts to um, you know you can completely change where you are. You know, in everything that your you know your future, your mindset. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's all about what you put in is what you get out, right? Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, so how did you, how did the whole, um, cause I'm, for the people who don't know what a 30 day challenge is, well, you'll obviously, um, be great to just give us a little, you know, overview of exactly what that is, but where, where did, where, where did it start? Where did it begin? What is it? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So it kind of started from, after I read that initial book, that kind of blew my world open. And from that point I was just craving knowledge. I was, I couldn't get enough reading. I couldn't get enough speaking to different people who were kind of on this type of journey, um, listening to, not podcasts back then, but like YouTube videos and stuff like that, anything I'd get my hands on. And at first, you know, a lot of my friends thought I was weird and insane because, you know, to develop yourself to a lot of people is a weird concept. Anyone listening to this obviously isn't going to be of that mindset, but I'm sure they can relate, you know, talk about something... When you, say, when, when, when you say to one of your friends, like, you know, what, what are you doing? Do you want to come to the pub? You're like, I'm actually, I'm going to the Excel arena because I'm going to a, a, a two-day conference. They're like, what are you on about? I'm, I'm, yeah. going, to, I'm going to a seminar about, like, mindset. They think you're, like, you're, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what's wrong with you? It's like nothing. I want to get better. <laughs> That's why I hate the whole term self-help. Instead, I'm like, it's not self-help, it's personal development. I know. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Even I think even personal development is like almost like is in yeah. is in it's almost getting like it's almost like you know even though it's you know it's a great phrase like you got to constantly change the phrase you know because it just it seems you know people like I don't know it's in but yeah it's in I, yeah per, I'm I'm a I'm a personal development junkie I'm I'll, I'll admit it <laughs> <laughs> sorry I just interrupted like, you okay. <laughs> uh, that's all right. so yeah so I went on this kind of off of just getting as much knowledge as I could and. um 
as part of this, I knew I had certain habits I wanted to get rid of. And uh, a couple of my very close friends are like avid Christians. And, um, and they were taking part in Lent. And I didn't really, I obviously knew what Lent was, you know, the 40 days and 40 nights Jesus did. And, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it with my mate to show him support. And I said, I'm going to give up uh, refined sugary drinks. So all I was going to drink was water, tea, coffee, milk, uh, and straight alcohol. Although arguably, you know, there's a bit of sugar in alcohol. I think in the distillery process, but I wasn't going to be sober as well for a month. So um, I think I was 18 at this point or maybe, yeah, 18. And um, that's my point here. Yeah. So I, I started quitting that and I just found it unbelievably hard, but I did it. And I found that at the end of it, I felt I had so much more energy because I wasn't pumping sugar into my body. So my energy levels weren't spiking like this. Um, and I kind of got a kick out of disciplining myself. It sounds, sounds uh, almost sexual, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. it, it was like... Uh, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you read the book, you, can, you see that you, you try and tie... Try, every chapter ties into something sexual in some way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the easiest form of humor, is it? But, um, so, yeah, yeah. so I, I just found that when I disciplined one area of my life, which was giving up sugary drinks, and at the time I was consuming quite a lot, I guess as much as any 18-year-old kid does. Um, and because I disciplined that area, all the other areas of my life started to fall into place because I started disciplining other areas because I was motivated from that one. I got motivated to sort out other areas of my life. So after that, I kind of, I was hooked. So I was like, I don't want to wait another year to Lent and I don't want to do 40 days because I think that was a bit too much. Uh, I don't know how Jesus didn't eat or drink for 40 days. That's a... Uh, it's quite special, but so I decided to do thirty days, and I think I think I gave up sugary drinks again. I did it because I was like, I want to kind of quit even more, um, and that worked again. And fail it, and then and then I started doing other challenges. And as you as you see in the book, I go on to quit masturbation for thirty days, um, which all, every guy has a problem with it, and probably fifty percent of women have a problem with it. Um, and then that, again, you know... That Where do you get your stats same, from? Yeah. <laughs> you, research, you did market research for the book. Exactly. Man. Day 31 was glorious. Uh, <laughs> and the ban was lifted. Um, what else have I done? You read it recently. You could tell me. <laughs> um, you did that. You, you, tr- you tried... Yeah, because you, you had some successes, which are just straight-up successes, and then mm-hmm. other ones which are failures. But the failures is in you're learning more about yourself, the whole process, like, and the reason why you failed, like, you did, um, you tried to do Spanish, you tried to do, um, uh, what, what, there was, there was, there was, there was, um, there was a couple of, um, some good ones, and I was looking down, and I was like, shit, I need to actually, uh, we'll, 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 I, I will, I will start a 30-day challenge, and then we'll get you on in the future again, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk <laughs> about, <laughs> we'll talk about if we succeeded or not, <laughs> yeah. you, 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 you will succeed, you're, you're now, you're now, you know, the pro, but, um, yeah, no, I will, I will, I will accountability. I will. I will do a thirty day challenge. I'll okay. do a few. <laughs> I'll do that. But yeah, as you're saying, like, I, I mean, I gave up. Um, so what I kind of do is when I get inspiration in an area, or I feel I'm too dependent on something, I use the thirty day challenges uh, challenge as a, a tool to kind of either learn something or give something up. Mm. And I find it quite um, compelling because if I just try and give something up, I have no motivation but i find the framework of 30 days it's easy to follow uh, the structures there and i can kind of see it through and i tell people about it so I, i'm held accountable for it yeah um so i mean one i did more recently was actually about eight no nine months ago now i did a 30-day challenge to be a vegetarian so this was because i, I did some research and uh, i found i'm big on health and uh, uh, and i found that potentially in my opinion meat is damaging long term for our health as human beings, and we're not we're not hardwired to eat it, or our digestive system isn't. So, and I heard about I know that um, when you eat meat, your digestive system takes too long to di- uh, to process it. The digestive system is the most energy sapping system in your body. So if you have meat and a lot of carbs, all your energy is going to go there. You have less energy to your brain, your limbs. You're not going to be as sporty. You're not going to be as intelligent or switched on. So I did it for 30 days, and, and that's one of the first ones I've actually, I did it for eight months. I didn't eat a piece of meat or fish, uh, which was, because I, I just felt so good. Like, I couldn't prove the long-term health benefits, but yeah. 
I knew how I felt after each vegetarian meal. I had so much energy. I was just feeling naturally better about myself physically. Um, I lost that extra bit of weight around my six pack. So I started to look better in the mirror. You know, we're all vain. And, um, six pack. Yeah. Sure. But more, <laughs> yeah. But more recently, I, um, the webcam, the web, the webcam is from your shoulders up. So, I mean, it's just like, you can, there's no, you know, but yeah. Yeah. So, and then more recently, I actually started to have a little bit of meat again because I was doing it for health reasons and not for the animals that, do you know, I, I I did it it started to kind of dawn on me the immorality potentially of eating meat because you start to see animals no longer as things we breed to kill but actually as living organisms that we're connected to mm. but anyway it was, still wasn't enough about that for me not to eat it so I mean I've in the last sort of three weeks I've had meat sort of four times but what I'm kind of doing is I'll, I'll eat meat probably maximum once a week and I don't buy it when I go shopping it's only if I'm out eating because uh, restaurant vegetarian meals are terrible but they don't give enough choice but that was kind of just to show that i feel we uh, as humans when we find a belief in a lot of cases we latch onto it mm. and you know especially with religion and we're like i'm right you're wrong when we should always be in a position of questioning and i the reason i ate meat again after eight months was because i wanted to make sure i wasn't still being a vegetarian because i was being stubborn I didn't want to go back on my word. Um, so so I did it and I was like, I didn't really feel like I was missing anything, mm. but a little bit. So I'm kind of seeing it as a treat, but like kind of like chocolate. But yeah, I think that's important for people to always stay in that position of, I love my belief, but I'm willing to give it up at any minute if I'm disproved wrong. Constantly be questioning, constantly be challenging, constantly be exactly. open to new ideas, you know. That, that that curiosity, I guess, you know, just yeah. being constantly curious, constantly asking, you know, um, there's in the book, you mentioned like five big benefits and um, maybe touch on those. But one, one that jumped out at me in particular was because you've got things like, um, like you said, like Lent or any of those things. And I in the past, I've never really been drawn to lengths and giving up stuff. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know why, but I'd, I'm like, yeah. well, why do I have to give up stuff? Um <laughs> Which you know I, pro- I probably should, but um, one which really, um, which really like hit me actually was the idea that when when you do a thirty day challenge, say for example, yes. um, one one of the ones which I really liked actually, which I'd love to do, was that for every day for thirty days you do um, a gesture of goodwill for someone. You um, you know yeah. you you help somebody cross the road. You give some money to like um, like a homeless person. You whatever you, you you do like you know you make somebody's day better in some way you know um but one of the things which i think you mentioned uh, in the book was that when you are doing a 30-day challenge um often when we are getting up you're doing a nine to five you're going to work you're coming back you're sleeping you're getting up you're going to work you're sleeping you yeah. get in such a routine that the days you know m- morph into weeks the weeks morph into months and you suddenly realize you know you what have you actually you can't really remember like september through to like february it just it's all a bit of a blur mm. when you were doing a challenge like these you said that you really you notice you experience the day you experience life um yeah. you know exactly okay where were you? you remember every single day you remember what you were up to you remember like the highs the lows and it's that idea of actually not going through life with um almost you know sleepwalking through life but actually really really experiencing and 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 living and that was something that really sort of just made me actually think you know um sort of stopped me in my tracks a little bit have you found have you you've definitely found that have you yeah yeah so it always bugs me when people say our oh, life goes by so fast like and it's kind of like there's a great quote i can't remember who it's by but it says um um what was it life flies but the good news is you're the pilot. Um, or something like that. And I love that because, you know, that's what I always say to people now when they're like, oh, life's just flying by. Because it's always negative people that say it. Um, and I just say that and it kind of shuts them up, but also reminds them that it's up to them to make the life they want to live. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I found what it is, is the reason why life flies, I don't know the scientific reason, I'm sure there's a psychological reason for it, but for me it's because as we get older, we routine becomes the norm when you're a kid you have some routine but your imagination kind of 
creates the day, if that makes sense. Like, so as we get older, we, you know, we go to work, we get up, feed the kids or whatever, go to work, uh, work all day, come back, slam on EastEnders, uh, I don't, by the way, and then, uh, and then go to bed or whatever. And, and it's only really, say, the weekends when we catch up with our friends or, I don't know, go out on a day trip. That, that's the only different thing in our week. But by doing these challenges, you're conscious each day because you're having to control your willpower. Maybe it's to try and quit sugar drinks or smoking, or maybe you've got to learn Spanish, so that takes uh, a bit of focus. And by focusing in on a new, something new, it starts to make you remember the days because the days stand out because you've finally broken the habit. Uh, and I believe that like, learning is such an important thing, and this is a great way of continually learning. Even if it's giving something up, you're learning. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that's – so maybe if people – I'm just trying to find in the book the bit you just say about the five – uh okay yeah so i'll go into those a bit if you want yeah yeah just maybe just touch on because that was that was that was one which um resonated with me in a big way but like each of them will like resonate with different people you know so maybe just um what will you say those big those five big benefits were of starting like a 30 day challenge well, yeah well the, the first two i've kind of touched on which is you know you can use this tool to learn a new skill yeah um and to give up a vice so that thing that holds you back so for me it's been you know refined sugars even in sweets so refined foods I, i've given up a bit but it's those type of things you know whatever holds you back that could be uh, you know procrastinating on facebook so maybe you just don't open facebook for a month and that and that's a wonderful challenge because that takes real willpower yeah um, or they say when you open it and you, you hope to see the little red notification. Please. All it says, please. Yeah. Come on. They say it's li- like little drops of cocaine. I've got, I've got friends, two likes on my photo. Fuck you. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But it uh, does, like, it's as <laughs> it sounds. No one's better than it. We all feel that rush of, like, oh, I wonder who it is. What is it? It's like getting mail or email. and well, not email so much anymore. But it's so maybe doing that. Um, and in terms of learning something, so, you know, what have you always wanted to learn? So maybe it's the guitar. But for me, you know, guitar has been a continuous battle for me. I'll pick it up, I'll learn it for two weeks, and then I won't touch it again for three months. Mm. Um, so doing that type of challenge, so I'm going to do the guitar challenge soon, actually, for me. Um, so I, that, I just remember two other ones that you, um, is you did, yeah, the, uh, the 5 a.m. morning uh, wake-ups. Yeah. And then also the challenge to write a book. That's, 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 that's pretty out there. Because I think, yeah, it's rather than always necessarily focusing on, even though that's obviously one side of it, you know, it's the giving up stuff. But like the flip side, which I, I, I get even more drawn to, is the positive stuff, you know, the taking something up or just to, just to do yourself. You know, I think you, you yeah. said B-H-O-G, or a big, hairy, audacious goal or yeah. something like that. Um, and um, yeah, just something like so crazy, like, you know, oh, it'd be so nice to write a book like one day. Screw it! Like you got thirty days, write a book. Oh, exactly. What is it? Yeah, even if it's rubbish, like you you completed something, and and that alone would just inspire you. And and the the whole thing, like you know, was it this book? I think you know, in terms of how it's written, I, I think I put a lot of my my passion and my soul into it and my ideas. In terms of it being like a literary, a literary, you know, I can't even speak now. A classic piece of literature. <laughs> Maybe it's not, but the fact is it's far better than I could have done, say, two years ago. But I've blogged so much over the last two years. I've done, I think, close to 200 articles in, in two years yeah. and probably average about four or 500 words. So my, my writing, has, you know, all people have read it, said to me, your writing's got so much better over the years, and it's because I put in the effort. So, you know, as you say, you do this challenge and you write a book and it's terrible. The fact is... If you start another book, you're going to be so much better than when you started that first one because you've just written 20,000 words. Absolutely. And when I'm, when I'm saying a book in 30 days, <laughs> I wasn't saying as in his book, actually, I can vouch, is a, is a bloody good book. The idea, the concept, hypothetically, of taking on a oh, book yeah. in 30 days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My book's awesome. But, no, genuinely, because um, when, you, when you're reading it, it's you're reading it. Um, the, you know, those are the type of books I love because it's you you you're there it's almost like you're you're like you know sitting next to you and you come you, you're spoken in your own voice and you're taking on like a journey and it's it's humorous and but um, you're learning the whole way and no, i i'm I, I genuinely i think it was fantastic yeah no it is buddy the uh as you mentioned a minute ago the 5 a.m's were unbelievably hard for me so some people listening might be like that's easy you know i 
they might be a morning person, but to me, I've always been a bit of a night owl. And um, and uh, yeah, and getting up at five a.m. is is the hardest thing in the world to me. Like, and it's something I've been trying to do for about two, three years. Uh, because I knew it was a key to me being even more successful yeah, and arguably happier because I think when I was awake before everyone, I started doing Tony Robbins Power Hour and getting my mind in the zone and and, uh, and I found it the best time to do my best writing was early in the morning. Anyway, so that was uh, a tip actually I'll go into that is I failed it the first time and I told my friend about it because he was kind of holding this me. Is the, this is this is the five a.m. wake up. Oh, five a.m. Yeah, sorry. And I failed after about ten days. Might actually might have even been less. And uh, and he was disappointed at me. And oh, that was it. And and then I said, okay, right, I'll give you a hundred pound. And if I if I don't get up one morning at five a.m., you can keep the hundred pound and then do whatever you want with it. And that held me accountable because there was a couple mornings when I was like, I do not want to get up. But I also don't want him to have the hundred pounds. Um, so there's there's actually a charity, a camera, not charity, a website where it has the worst charities in the world, like the most awful registered charities. So there's one for like a neo-Nazi party. There's uh, there's all different kinds of awful humans existing on that site. And the idea is you go on. So if you don't want to give it to a friend, you can say, right, I'm going to donate a hundred pounds to the Nazi party. And, uh, and if I don't do it, I don't know how they make sure you don't do it. But if I don't do it, that money then gets given to that Nazi party. Um, so it's mental. So it's, it's a way of how, holding yourself accountable. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, link, we'll, we'll link up that website in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, I'll find it. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I didn't use that because I didn't want to fail and give money to, to Hitler. But because um, he's dead but so I guess the, so there's those two ones and then I've mentioned increased discipline uh, which is a huge one for me now and I know when my life's not going right it's because I'm not disciplining myself and I mean discipline is such a negative word because it's what we do to naughty kids or our parents discipline us and the, the reason they do that though is because we can live a structured and more happy life and I think we all need that certain amount of discipline in our core areas so then we can free and do what we want um, so for me discipline is a very freeing thing but the fourth one was uh, kind of it awakens you to your greatness so this one for me kind of touches on personal development so I knew a lot of people that are going to read this book might not be into personal development because they just naturally find it through Amazon's algorithm their search results so I wanted one of my missions in life is to get other people hooked on kind of philosophy and personal development because um, I, I feel our kind of part of our existence is to explore the universe and try and find that truth, whatever it is, whether it's one truth for everyone or everyone has their own truths. And I feel life is so much richer. There's a point where you overanalyze, but life is so much richer when you, you're seeking that. And I think we are all growing and uh, it's up to us to kind of find it. And the beauty is in the journey, not not in actually ever realizing it uh, and then the last I, think, point, I think that's an important point just to to reiterate because if you like, on, on the one hand um on the one hand goals are, are awesome and they're fantastic because you know you've got you know something to to aim towards you you know you but then if, if you only focus on the end result and you kind of just don't really necessarily i don't know you don't necessarily enjoy the whole experience and actually it should be it should, is, is that kind of what you're trying to say? Like it, it should be actually the whole process itself should be should be something you know which is you know exciting. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, I mean, a good example of that is my one of my friends is he's really goal oriented, and it's worth saying I'm goal oriented as well. But he's like he he's kind of got his goals to be very very wealthy, and I have a hundred percent confidence that he's going to achieve them. He's that type of person. He will sacrifice his social life to work on his own stuff, on his own ventures, and and he's good at taking risk. But the thing that worries me about him, I'm not obviously going to name him, but he he's so focused on the end goal. And yes, you're going to get satisfaction from striving towards the end goal because you know he's he's getting to learn business and stuff like that. But I feel he's sacrificing too much of his personal life and things like that. And ultimately, human connection is one of the greatest things we can have as a human being, whether it's helping someone or just connecting with a friend. 
Um, and I feel he misses out on that. And I feel a lot of people who are unbelievably goal-focused, that's what they miss out on. As you said, that's the journey. Mm. I feel it's the time. It wasn't Nelson Mandela. I think I quoted him in the book where he says, you know, I'm climbing up the mountain and, and when I get to the next kind of bit, the cliff pre- precipice of the mountain, I just stop, take a second and look at the view, see how far I've come. And I feel that's important. Each day we need to just enjoy it and then but do all we can but enjoy it and instead of being so focused on the next thing, be yeah. focused in the present. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. It's, it's good advice. And <clears throat> I need to, I, I need to, you know, I'm guilty of that myself, you know, yeah. it'll be, it'll be fine. And then suddenly I realize actually I've just lost maybe, you know, maybe gone a bit too blinkered on just one thing and then other things sacrificed. And so it's that constant, just having to check in actually to, you know, you suddenly realize you actually haven't seen anyone for like two weeks, three weeks. And, you know, <laughs> No, I agree with that, man. But that kind of, I guess this kind of relates to the goal thing. I saw a quote yesterday which blew my mind. It said, um, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel isn't an illusion. The tunnel is. It's kind of like saying, you know, the goal is that light. Okay. It's, it's the, the tunnel, which is everything else in life. We kind of, that's the illusion. Like, it, I always say to that, that guy I was referencing a minute ago, I always say to him, you know, everything you seek, you already have. Yeah. And, and that's a very like Buddhist type thing to say, and it's something I'm still trying to get my head round. And, and most days, I'm like, tell myself to shut up because I don't get it. Yeah. But it's like you know, all these these Buddhists and everyone else have always said, you know, everything we seek, you know, people buy a Ferrari because they want that positive feeling that the Ferrari gives them. They can have that positive feeling now. Yeah. You, you know, what I mean, I'm not I'm not saying Ferraris are bad. <laughs> Beautiful pieces of. Uh, so I see you tomorrow driving around in one. <laughs> no doubt, one day. No, yeah, but I, I, I know, I know, I know what you're trying to say. Um, yeah, no, it's, it is because you, yeah, you're constantly looking. You know, it does sound you know cheesy, but it, it's it, it's true and it's obvious. You know, you're constantly seeking um, from stuff from uh, out, outside of yourself, exterior yeah. stuff. But all of the things you know, which you're which you're trying to achieve, you. I can't, I'm, trying, I'm trying to say it in a, not, in a non-corny way, but I mean, you, you know, all these things, you know, you're trying to either achieve happiness or a sense of fulfillment or a sense of peace or calm or, and you can achieve these just through, you know, just having a good relationship with yourself, like meditation, faith, you know, family, relationships, whatever, but you don't actually always have to be seeking something. Something more, yeah. I mean, I feel the because I guess some people might now be thinking, yeah, but I want you know, an Aston Martin, I want blah, blah, blah. Mm. And there's nothing, 100% nothing wrong with that. I think the thing that I'm kind of coming to terms with is we all need to get to a point within ourselves first or, or while we're trying the other things where we're like, I understand and now know that everything I seek I can have now and I choose to be blissfully happy in this moment, whether that's through meditation, whether that's through gratitude exercises or or just realizing how great we are and how much of a miracle we all, or we already are and then once you have that trying to get that Aston Martin or maybe building a charity to help someone those things are play if that makes sense yeah, and now yeah. you're playing from your greatness you're not an empty person trying to seek greatness yeah. that makes sense yeah yeah you're starting at the end and then working back exactly no um yeah 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 you, you're not you're not you're not having these these toys these gadgets to try and achieve that sense of yeah. worth fulfillment you've already got that yeah these other things are bonuses sure just chuck those on but they don't add to your exactly yeah you're, you're a better philosopher than me you, you can actually articulate it <laughs> i just i just do hand movements and go ah, uh, and, and, and then you have to finish off by saying exactly so and then we brush over it <laughs> yeah. no, no no it's good man i like doing um think about me people always say that to me but it's like i don't like Further, if someone's like made the point perfectly, mm. I don't like kind of furthering it. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm very, very like I choose my words, but the same way I'm always doing hand gestures face to face, and people I, I'm looking at them and I can see them just staring at my hands, but it just distracts me. It's irritating. But yeah, amazing. Um, <laughs> so what 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 would be some of the um, Okay, so you, you, you described some of the, um, the challenges you've done. You've described some of the benefits that you can get out of them. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm keen. I'm, I'm reared up. I've got a challenge in mind. I know, you know what I'm hoping to get out of it. Like, 
what 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 could you what kind of you know tips or advice could you give me to try and you know actually you know so I don't give up on day five or you know yeah of course so the biggest one is understanding your reason why you want to do it so it's not always going to be a powerful why so I don't know if anyone I know you would have seen it the video about you know what's your why Simon Sinek uh, Eric Thomas the moment speaker always talks about you need a why yeah. uh, and they're right they're both right it's so powerful um it's not always going to be a grand thing like i need to give up sugar because if i don't i'm going to die from diabetes or i'm not going to see my kids live that's a perfectly acceptable why but everyone's not going to have that it might just be you know i want to learn the guitar because i'm, I'm tired of coming home in the evenings and just sitting in front of the tv i want a creative outlet to truly express how i feel and and I want to learn something again. So that is also, you've made that into a powerful why. It's not life or death, but it's you've now made it meaningful to say it's going to make your life richer. And that is something you, then you want to visualize that. What that, does that look like? How do you feel when you're fluently playing the guitar after day 30? And then every time you feel down on day six, day seven, you visualize that. It's triggering those emotions again. Mm. And you're, you know, you're less likely to quit because it's easy when you get to day five to be like, why did I even start this? Which yeah. I've done many times. Um, so that 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 type of thing's really powerful. Because it's like, you, um, yeah, because you yeah. you are rather than it's like, you know, I want I want to I want to learn Spanish. Why? Because. Yeah. Okay. Then you know, suddenly you, you, your your friends invite you to go to like the pub, and it's like, oh wait, I've got to do my you know thirty minutes of Spanish. It's suddenly just not that compelling, but. If it's, you know, if you've actually, like you said, you, you take the time up front, you know, for like, you know, half an hour or so, and you actually, you paint a picture and you can, you know, you, you add, you know, in your imagination, you sort of give it sort of senses, like, you know what it sounds like, you know, smells like touch, like color, you know, you can actually, you can see that picture. Yeah. And actually, that's a much, you know, that's a compelling thing, you know, to actually see you through. Yeah, no, that's spot on. You need that vision. Um, was it, if the, oh, I can't remember the, the quote but if your mind doesn't have a it's kind of like driving right if you don't see where you're going you're going to crash so you need to was it if you look at a lamppost you're probably going to end up hitting that lamppost if you're not staring so when we drive we we instinctively stare at the point we want to go to and it's the same with life if you don't have that vision of where you want to be Hmm. your brain's going to find it harder to get you there yeah which is why which is why i think tony robbins does the whole exercise of um he actually, when he does his gratitude exercise, he, he's grateful for the things that he hasn't got yet or hasn't done yet, but he talks about them as if they have already been done. So he's like, I'm grateful that I did that, even though he hasn't done it. Because yeah. what he's saying to his brain is, it's a given, we're going to do it, and then the brain will find ways to, to get us there. Amazing. And uh, you, you mentioned on, because um, we, 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 were, we were hanging out on, on Wednesday, and yeah. um, you mentioned um, reticular activation system. <laughs> And that ties in exactly what yeah. what you said. Like for for anyone who doesn't know what the um, RAS is, um, do you want to quickly explain it? Yeah, right, mate. So um, RAS, RAS, reticular activating system. Many words for it. So they uh, is basically if you've ever bought a green car, you you suddenly see that green car everywhere, or you buy a Mini Cooper. That Mini Cooper's everywhere. A Mini Cooper's not everywhere. It's just well, it's not. It's always been there, but your brain has never spotted it. And the reason being, we process so many images and sounds a day that if our brain took it all in, they would literally like pack in and explode. So then it actually would explode like that, but it would stop working. So what the reticular activating system does is it's your brain's way of telling you what's or you telling your brain what's important. Yeah. So your brain only t- shows you the things that are truly important to you. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's beautiful um because yeah because it's 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 crazy like there's so many like senses then we can't physically like you know we can't physically process it all and then when you when you're you know you're like you're you're, like the car example or say you know a couple are trying for a baby and then suddenly like everywhere they see is just baby clothes baby people walking prams and it's like you're being like what is this it's like where are these people coming from but like your brain what it, it it deletes distorts and generalizes or something and so yes, and so only it feeds you 
like say you've got a, a clear goal that's why goal setting is so important isn't it because yeah. if you actually write it down and articulate this is my goal then just walking down the street your brain will be out doing all the research for you and then saying oh look over there oh look over here and then feeding your brain actually anything which is relevant to help you achieve that goal so is that yeah. is, is that why it's so important to actually physically rather than just think of a goal yeah. to put pen to paper and actually make it something more real and articulate yes bonds writing it down makes it so much more meaningful um i can't remember the study but yeah when you write it down you're like something like 70 percent more likely to do it or, or see it through mm. um and kind of what you were saying there uh you, you know your brain can only focus on so much and what you said earlier about you know it's important to have good people around you and it's important to read good things because it's like day to day if you're watching the Kardashians and you're reading the Metro on, on the way, which is the, like a London travel magazine or newspaper, which is usually just negative. We, you're just reading generally newspapers. You're watching the news. Um, you're talking and hanging around with negative people, talking about the economy collapsing and all this crap. Your, your brain is going to focus murder, on those. Like, like yeah. Famine, rape, killing, like war. Though. It's just like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love to turn on the news and be like, life is really good, guys. Life is all good. Um, yeah, like all the plants grew today and everyone's really happy and keep it up. Good exactly. job. <laughs> Something you should be. But um, so, yeah, so if you're getting all those inputs into you, uh, your reticular activating system is going to say that's important. And then you're suddenly going to start seeing the world is a bad place you're going to see bad people whereas if you read there's a newspaper called positive news if you read that if you um, chat with like-minded people people who are really open-minded who read a lot you read a lot your brain is suddenly saying crap this knowledge is important to me uh, eating healthy is important to me because i've just been told that and your brain is going to point you into the direction without even thinking you're going to hit a better life so the, the greatest thing someone can do is put better input in and then your brain would do the rest for you, even if you don't do any anything else. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, what, 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 what's been? I mean, you mentioned Fiona earlier, but what, what would you say have been sort of the biggest influences or mentors or um, sort of turning points? Like, have you have you had a couple which really stand out? Obviously, like you read a huge amount, you go to seminars, you surround yourself by yeah. positive people. All these things have a massive um, influence, clearly. Um, but have, have, have there been, and it's okay if, you know, if, if they're not, but do you, yeah. have any, do you have any like standout influences or mentors or? Yeah, yeah. So I think in terms of just generally currently now, so we, you know, we're both in the same mastermind group, which is about six, seven of us get together. From a business point of view, that's really helpful, like really inspiring to have you guys and, and sharing tips. Um, which I recommend everyone try and seek those type of people. Um, obviously Fiona Harrell was a big kickstart for me there's, there's loads of authors that have had a huge impact as well like um, uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl uh, which is, I don't know if you read it it's no. about, he was um, a Jewish psychotherapist was, uh, was, he in, was he in a concentration camp and he actually yeah, yeah. and he survived and he, did, and he yeah. actually yeah, no, yeah that, say a little bit about him because just remind me Yes, he's a psychotherapist and he got caught by the Nazis, thrown in a concentration camp. I can't remember how long he was in there for, but the thing that most of the book is is kind of talking about him observing. Mm. And he was saying that the moment he noticed, the moment people gave up hope that they weren't going to get out, within two weeks they died. And he, he noticed this happened without failure. And, and he noticed the ones that kept hope, they either got gassed or they did eventually escape, but they never died of their own accord. Mm. Um, or you know, whether that's giving up or because I think the body's clever I think when you lose hope your body will just shut down and and it's a sad book and it, it kind of you're sickened by, by that a human could do that to another human being but it's very liberating as well because he says you know what, whatever you're suffering in life as soon as you find meaning um, it stops being suffering mm. and that is a message that always sits well with me like whenever I feel like I'm going through something. Um, I just think of that, you know, I just got to find a meaning in this and then that kind of switched on its head and, and now it has a purpose. It's no yeah. longer suffer, suffering sake, right? So that, that was a powerful book for me. Um, i trying to think of other books. Okay, so Eric Thomas. Um, the hip-hop you know, 
Yeah, yeah. When you want to see it as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. So that kind of links I've back to my I've got him on my iPod. Like you, you, you wake up and um, it was quite funny. You know when you, you know when you, um, you know when you plug um, on 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 in a car if you plug in your your um, your iPod, sun, sunny, it yeah. was a pop up automatically on like the most the last song or something like that. I was in my girlfriend's car and suddenly um, plugged my iPod in and then suddenly like there was like being screamed out like you could do it come on and it was like this super <laughs> yeah. super pumped aggressive and she looked at me like what like what are you doing super what are you listening therapy. to <laughs> yeah. it's my morning like okay. wake up you know i go to work and you know get dressed i'm walking down the street and then i'm being yelled at but like yes i can do it i can do anything <laughs> oh it's, yeah, it's unbelievable man it's awesome See, so that was when I so I mean I guess anyone who hasn't uh, listened to this hasn't seen that. Just type in "Secrets to Success" on YouTube, and you'll see the video that made him kind of go viral, sort of six years, seven years ago now. So this was when I started my MA. I obviously, you know, I had doubters or haters, and and I was doubting myself still. I still had that awful haters. Wire. Are you a rapper? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were sipping on Haterade, but. Um, so yeah, so I was, you know, I had that awful conditioning. So I went to YouTube and just typed in, kind of like I did with Play.com, but I just typed in Secrets to Success. Again, don't know why. And, uh, and it pulled that video up. And at the time it had like 3,000 hits or something. It's tiny to what it has now. And it, it was so powerful, his story. And it kind of, I know it was like, here's a guy who was homeless, who was a school dropout, who was failing school, and now he's getting his PhD and it was like, wow, you know, he's worse off than I am, but he did it. So what's my excuse? All I've got to do is kill myself working hard and I could do it. Yeah. Not obviously literally kill myself. Um, it's the surest way to failure. But so anyway, I, I did it. And, uh, and that was so powerful to me that I eventually got it tattooed on my arm, right? I'll show you. Have you ever <laughs> seen this? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, I thought I saw one on your, on your collarbone. So... Can you see it? Yeah, it's all over. And that's his signature there and the date. So I got that a couple, no, three years ago, I think. And then I met him at his London event. And I told him, I showed him it, and he was like gobsmacked. And uh, and he signed it for me. And the next day I went and got it tattooed. And I'm not a groupie. Like, I don't necessarily listen to stuff that much anymore. But because of the impact he had when I was of a young age, like, he really helped me achieve that. Yeah. So that was kind of a profound moment for me. I was going to say, um, it sounds like there's been and, they're, they're big sort of turning points. First the Fiona what, Howard, and then, yeah. then the Eric Thomas. You know, when, when you're at a low, you then, I don't know, whether it's, you know, your gut higher whatever like you suddenly feel the need to suddenly go and go online google something and then you suddenly got hit with an answer like both times it's quite quite strange the internet has been my biggest savior i think (laughs) but but it's a a good thing if you know if i hadn't uh seeked good knowledge or better knowledge than my environment was giving me i would never have have changed or in the the way i wanted Mm. you know and that that's kind of the biggest thing for people is if you're not happy with where you are, you need to change something. And probably the best way is either changing some of your friends, your family if you can, or it might just be changing the input you're putting in from TV, the news, and books you read. Um, and you do that and you get shown new ways of thinking. And often a lot of it is you know, seeing that people have had it worse than you and they still made it. Yeah. And there's always it puts into perspective, doesn't it? You know exactly. Yeah. So he he's always going to be a, kind of a big mentor. He's but he's he's very much targets the younger audience. So mm. I still listen to the stuff, but it doesn't necessarily have the same same impact. Yeah. Um, and then who else? Uh, there's actually a guy called Peter Hassett who is a very successful property entrepreneur. I'm not that. Um, who? Yeah. I can introduce you if you want. So I got introduced to him uh, through Lawrence, actually. And he, this was a few years ago, I chat, first had a Skype chat with him. And the first time he, he talked to me, he spent like five hours on Skype, just like downloading information to me. And, and then we had another Skype chat a week later. And again, he was like five hours. And this guy has so much energy. He's, he's from Portsmouth. He's really like, every other word is fuck. But he... 
it, a, it was so touching to have someone invest so much time into me when I wasn't paying him. He wasn't getting anything out of me necessarily. Um, and we got to a point where me and Lawrence, well, this was about 2 a.m., and we both had work the next day. We had to get up early, and we were both really tired. And it was only audio. We couldn't see each other. And he could tell we were we were slacking. He, he just went, are you two lagging on me? He's like, full of energy. And then we just like, we got to go, mate. And he's laughing, like full of beans still. But um, he really helped me with, like, financial education. And so I think, Adam, so, the big takeaway from this, well, from the, yeah. from, from listening to you but you might have your other one is just that was in help is obviously out there you just got to just be actually open and willing to actually seek it out you know whether it's in the form of books internet mentors people like um you know there there is help there fully agree that man you got to help yourself and um it was in the bible it says knock and the door will be open to you yeah, it's not going to say that the door's not going to open for you. You've got to knock first. Yeah, and it's that whole you've got to show these mentors if you're approaching them, and you've got to show that you're really eager, you're hungry for whatever it is. Or you, you know, you're going to do what they say as long as it makes sense. It's not like jump off a bridge, but um, and I, yeah, I, I kind of I don't know if I hundred percent believe this. This is just kind of like a a nice little belief system I have, which is you know when you make effort the universe rewards you. Mm. Um, so, was well, as you're saying, you know, you, at times you felt people came to you at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't believe that was a coincidence. And have you ever read The Alchemist? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's actually one of my favourite books of all time. And I actually outsold that in the month of September on Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you do, did you, do you, you, you didn't you screenshot like screenshotted like your name above like Paolo Coelho <laughs> should have Instagrammed him as well I'm, I'm sure I'm sure um, he would have loved that <laughs> yeah, he's like yeah I'm still on multi really there um what was I say yeah so yeah, uh, in the book uh, Alchemist it says what's the quote something like uh, the universe conspires to help those who are chasing their dream or something like that and I fully believe that's how I lived my life the last you know, seven, eight, ten years is is I believe if I put in the effort towards something and it's it's a it's of a right cause, a just cause, the help will come. Yeah. Um, and I'll be all, that's almost like having God on your side. I'm not necessarily religious of any of kind, but I am spiritual so to speak. So I do believe that if I want something and it's it's good, people will come. The universe is gonna put yeah, I've got to put in the effort, but I will get the help. Nice. Um, yes, yeah. Awesome. And we're, we're coming towards the end now, but I might just chuck a couple of just, um, I don't know, a quick speed file, just, you know, round. But um, just a couple Ooh. of questions before we uh, we wrap up. But um, what, what, what do you think the keys to, you know, I, I don't know if this is a stupid question because, I mean, it's like how long is a piece of string? Are there lots of things? But just interesting to hear your thoughts. Like, what do you think the keys to just living a, you know, a fulfilled life are? Like, what, what do you think the main keys in, in, from, from your perspective? Yeah, so, I mean, this has rapidly changed for me over the last 10 years. I think when you f- first get into uh, personal development, it's all about making money. It's yeah. all about achieving goals. And, and for me, it's now seeing it's all about connection. It's all about building a strong family. It's about having loads of friends that just support you and you just love being around and you can have a laugh with. Um, I think it's different for everyone. For me, it's about trying to be funny. Uh, it may not have come across on this podcast, but day to day, like, you know, I like to be serious, but when I'm not being serious, I want to be a clown because just to make other people laugh fills me with so much joy. Yeah. So to me, that is spiritual and that's living in the now. Um, what else? And then also kind of the same, realizing your greatness, that you're already whole. There's nothing else you can find out there that you don't already have. Uh, and I feel as we meditate on that, think about it more, like when I do think about it, I, I feel at peace. Um, and when I forget it, I'm kind of, yeah, not in peace. And kind of, I, I tweeted a minute ago, actually, that kind of we'll, this idea of heaven and how I don't necessarily, in terms of afterlife, I don't necessarily believe in. But I do believe in it on earth, and I feel heaven is a natural state of existence for human beings. But every day we wake up and our mind gets in the way. We're not our minds, our thoughts. They're not who we are. Um, and when we, when we live in our thoughts, as most of us do, 
Um, it drags us into hell on a daily basis. But I think we're already in heaven. We just don't realize it. I've never, I've never heard it described like that before. So I like it. It's really interesting. Hit me on the walk home. <laughs> wow, you <laughs> blo- mate, you're blowing my mind. What the hell? <laughs> Meditate on that one. <laughs> no, but I, mean, I think that's. I think, yeah. I mean, like, I, I have no idea. Like what you know, I'm still unsure about my sort of thoughts about, you know, that whole afterlife kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, as in, you know, every day could be, you know, you can choose it to be a heaven or, you know, or a hell, whether, you know, and no, I love that. After, after think, I, before, I don't, I don't want to just come back with something. So I, I've got, I've got to process that one. <laughs> so think of that one, but no, I like it. Yeah, no, a quick point that actually just to, to elaborate, I feel, because uh, was the question happy or successful was the goal? What in terms of the question? Yeah, I, I, I said living a fulfilled life. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, I guess it kind of comes down to that is is um, being at peace. I think happiness stems from peace. If you chase happiness, it's very fleeting, and that's going to lead to a lot of unnecessary pain. Yeah. Uh, whereas if you just seek, not seek, because peace is already in you, but you you realize peace and you live in it then good times and bad times will come, but it's the whole time you're in peace, you'll be fulfilled. That makes sense. I think fulfillment comes from peace, not from happiness or negativity, because even bad times are still times in your life, right? Yeah. And it's surely, you know, it's, I'd rather have the bad times than be in the grave. So that's, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not always a yeah. I love it. No, and that's, um, no, yeah, I, I leave it there. That's, that's, no, that's, that's beautiful. And, um, one, I think we've got yeah, like one maybe one one last question. But like, um, this is I, I, I if you ask me this, I, I would probably struggle to answer it right now. So if, you, but like, do you, do you have an do you have an idea of? Because I heard this question the other day, and yeah, I, I mean, do you have an idea what you want to be remembered for? Oh mate, I know. I thought I, I thought as we get to the end, I'll just throw a curveball and actually go super deep on you. I'm yeah, not, I don't I don't think I I've got ideas, but I, I it's definitely not clear. I don't think. Yeah, it's a tough one, dude. Um, it's something I have thought about, and I don't feel I've necessarily nailed it. But the thing that it's like the whole thing, like, um, yeah. you know, if 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 you were at the um, if you were at the funeral and you know you had to write your own eulogy or something, do you know what I mean, or what what's or what would you want, or what's on your gravestone, all those kind of things, and you know, what do you? It's kind of like yeah. future pacing. Is that what it's called when you're? I don't know, but yeah, when you're. They're, Oh yeah, I know what you're saying. I guess there's two things I'd want on my my gravestone. One one of one of either. One's going to contradict what I just said about happiness and peace. But I want, I would like one of them to say is um, I was happier because he was here. So m- one part of my mission is, you know, just I want people to be happy. Like I don't. I feel not happiness in the sense of huge elation, but happy just to be alive and just to experience the, the power of sight and breath and everything each day, just being here and just realizing that joy is all around us and got a bit woo-woo there. But the other thing to write on it is he cared. I like it. It's, you know, care, caring about everyone, I guess. So, like, part of my thing is I want to, you know, I say playfully seeking truth is kind of my tagline because I'm quite playful as a person, but... I want to seek truth and I want to bring, I want to push away all the lies that are in society and show people the truth. Whatever that is, I'm still figuring it out, but I'm kind of getting closer to it. Um, And I do that because, A, for myself, but B, because, you know, I think I am connected with everyone. So I want them to feel that too. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's quite, yeah, the whole idea of connection um, reminds me of a, um, of like a lecture or like a, uh, a video I watched um, of Alan Watts yeah. um, and he talks about connection and I have to listen to it two or three times because it's a real like mind yeah. thing you know this but um, it really yeah it really is but um, yeah no, I, yeah that's great yeah. they, 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 those were those were two pretty good um, two things to be remembered for I like that like similar in terms of the fact that every single time we come into contact with somebody um you can make their day like you know even just you know somebody working you know behind a checkout somebody you know you bump into someone in the street you've got a chance to one or the other to make their day that tiny bit worse or that tiny bit better and so i think if you can constantly be 
everyone always just trying to make their day a little bit better, then it's the idea of actually, I don't know, caring and making people's, I don't know, I, 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 I like that whole sort of philosophy mindset. Yeah. Um, I think that's a cool note to, uh, I think that's, I think that's, there's a, a good note to maybe do, and wrap it up. How could, first of all, thank you so much for coming yeah. on. It's been, it's been, it's been amazing talking to you. I've, um, I've, I've loved, I've loved it. You know, it's yeah. been really absolutely fascinating. And, um, where can people find out more about you? Cool. Yes. Yeah. So they can go to, oh, look, it's on my screen there. They can go to, uh, stuartralph.com, um, or just Google me, um, or you can go to, um, for Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, it's at Stuart A. Ralph or one word. And then the book is on Amazon and it's, uh, if you just type in challenge yourself, I dare you, you it should come up. I'll put, I'll put, I'll put it in the, uh, in the show notes as well. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, no, cheers guys. Uh, thanks dude for that. And I hope everyone's learned something. Catch you next time. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Take care.